Hi, my name's Loz and welcome to the documentation on the diarization of how I rebuilt my life post a domestic violence abusive relationship. Okay, so buckle down for this one. In this episode, we're talking about my experience with validation and dating apps. As always, I'll be as raw and honest as I fucking can. I've cringe at some of the things I'm going to talk about because I've even taken notes oh, to keep me on track. So say it with me, team. You were so brave. You were so strong. You were so loved in my space. All right, let's get it. Okay. So validation. Validation was something that I didn't realize how much I used it in my relationship to seek worth. So because I didn't get the admiration and, you know, being adored and being loved and all that kind of stuff in the way that I wish to receive it from my relationship, I started looking elsewhere to get it. So for me, it started with dinner parties and cooking, you know, I became the best at cooking as I loved the attention of people coming over and loving my food. And, you know, it was a thing to go to a restaurant and get a meal and love it so much that then I would have to try and replicate it and be amazing at it and let you know, let me tell you, I was, I was quite the little chef. (laughs) Um, yeah, so that was kind of where it started. And then it became exercise, going and exercising and, you know, lifting the heaviest weights in the pump room or, you know, having my bike turned up the highest in spin or whatever, which then led into running. So I started needing to lose some weight from having middle baby and it started with 5Ks and it did 10Ks and it moved on to half marathons. Then I went on to do, I don't even know how many, I think I did 12 half marathons and I don't know how many, 5 or 10Ks. So it became like a bit of an obsession and then it led into bodybuilding and how I looked. So I comp prep for three years. Um, uh, the first one was not completed. Then the second one, I did the whole comp prep, did the whole way, six months, looked fucking amazing, was getting my period really regularly throughout and ended up having to have a complete hysterectomy. So that's a whole different podcast. So I don't want to go into that. But anyway, then after I got that, I came back and competed the next year and went on to get a first place. I mean, a second place and a third place, which was pretty cool. So when I left, I didn't realize just how much I relied on validation for my self-worth. So face palm, you know, like, fuck, Loz. You know, I had no self-love for myself or self-worth. So when we, when I left, I was like, what am I going to do now? Like I'd really lost my way in life. I wasn't coping. As I'd said in previous podcasts, I was drinking and partying and all these things. So obviously my body didn't look amazing. So I took that validation and downloaded dating apps. So let me rephrase. I didn't realize that I was doing that at the time. Like I didn't think in my head, oh my God, I need validation. I'm going to go get dating apps. I honestly was like, oh, let's see what's out there and blah, blah, blah. You know, now I'm single. But in reality, when I look back, I was lonely. I felt scared. I didn't think I was ever going to be loved. So I reached out and downloaded dating apps. Anyway, this is my experience with dating apps and it's a bit of a fucking bumpy ride. Like, yeah, you'll see. So buckle up. <laughs> so when I first first downloaded dating apps, I was lacking self-worth. I was insecure. I felt like 
I was gross. I felt old. I felt like a has-been. I've got scars. Like I said, I've had a hysterectomy, so I've got a hysterectomy scar. After my third child, my abdominal wall was so split open that I had to have it all repaired and put back together and stitches um, to tie my back muscle to my groin muscle. So I've got a hip-to-hip scar and, you know, I had a, I've had a fair bit of surgery. So that was a really like gross no one is going to lie the look of me moment so the way of overcoming this for me was to really become a fuck girl or a fuck boy and give that energy and go into it looking for dudes that wouldn't want anything from me and wouldn't care about my scars and wouldn't care about the fact I was a single mum with three kids even though I never put that on my profile this is another thing I want to talk about why I've got why I'm mentioning it is that I was terrible at the start with my profile. My profile was very much just my age, me in bikinis at the beach, um, that I love the ocean. And, you know, I didn't even mention my children, which is disgusting because I looked at that as like, oh, people won't want me because I've got kids rather than them being an asset. They're an extension of me and I fucking love them. So as you can see already in my language, you can see the work I've done now compared to then. But I just wasn't comfortable with who I was. So I hid most of my stuff and just pretended to be this fun party girl that liked a beer and, you know, my photos included, I'm doing the peace sign as I'm talking, my photos included me um, in bikinis or drinking beers or having fun or dancing or, you know, in night out clothes. There was no like, there was no way that someone was going to be attracted to me for me because I wasn't displaying me. So I basically just went on there with thirst traps, expecting and wanting to attract fuckboys. So this meant that I did, (laughs) you know, you get what you put out and that's exactly what I attracted was fuckboys. So what did this mean? Filthy conversations. Oh God, I kind of wish I kept some of them just for jokes so we could like go through it. But, you know, lead-ins with like, hey, how you doing? And, um you know what Look, what would look good on you, me, shit like this. Anyway, I loved it. Like I'm going to pretend, not pretend I didn't. But at the time I fucking loved it. Anyway, so this led filthy conversations. We quickly moved to Snapchat. So I don't have Snapchat anymore because Snapchat for me was solely just that, downloading, you know, fuck boys and photos and videos and fun times. And that's what, that was my process. So, yeah, we would quickly move to Snapchat and it would be photos and videos. And then I was highly broken at this time. I was not a good person. I was struggling and what I was doing was actually making me feel shittier about myself. So what I would do would be get on there and then um, – I would get on the apps and then we'd move to Snapchat and then I would freak out because maybe someone, you know, that I was talking to, the conversation was kind of getting to a stage where we needed to meet in person and I would ghost them and, you know, would be sending photos and videos and then boom, I'd be gone. I would ghost them. I would down, I would delete the app. I would block them, whatever I needed to do to protect myself. Now, I became so toxic that I'm actually so embarrassed of how I treated people back then because to me that's what I thought dating apps did and I thought I was mimicking behaviour on there. But then I began to realise that 
now when I look into it, you know, like ghosting and emotionally doing that to people is a form of abuse in its own right. And I'd become that person and it was disgusting. So one particular incident, well, actually, hold on, I need to go back. I'm going to tell a story and then we'll go into the incident. So just shy of 10 months after my separation, I met a guy. There's a bit of a story behind this whole thing, but anyway, I met a guy. Um, I saw him at my local gym and then I messaged him on Instagram because a friend of a friend, a friend of mine knew who he was and I thought he had massive fuckboy player energy and me being in my massive fuckboy player energy, I was like, perfect. You were great for me. Anyway, I led into us meeting each other and we hooked up and little did I know that this one was going to be someone that I would fall in love with and still am in love with today. He's an incredible human, but due to his past trauma and my past trauma, especially during the first kind of year of our friendship, we just played a game of, you know, cat and mouse and back and forth, um, I was in love with him and used to tell him that quite a lot. And he was, he used to see me as, you know, one of the boys because I was very heavily into my masculine energy. And, you know, it's like, he's like, I love you, but you're just not someone that I could imagine spending the rest of my life with, you know, you're not wife material, which hurt, but I made a conscious decision that, at the time, I still wanted him in my life. And maybe I thought that if I had him there, I could eventually win him over. I don't fucking know. But anyway, we developed an epic friendship and it was awesome. Like we get along so well, we've got very similar interests. You know, I don't want to make this whole episode about this, but it's a pinnacle part of what kind of got me to the other side. Anyway, so we developed an epic friendship. We used to do lots together, go to the gym together and all this kind of stuff. Meanwhile, I was always deeply in love with him and I still am today. Like, I'm not going to lie about it. Um, so for the first 12 months, as I said, I was heavily living in my masculine and I was a fuckboy. I gave off fuckboy energy. So my energy was, you know, I wouldn't get to know people. I wouldn't get to know their names. I didn't really show much interest in them as people because I, I suppose I wanted to give out the energy that I believe that I had been given to myself over those years. So this whole story could go on for another day, but it leads into the moment that I recognised just how toxic I was, which saw me change my ways. Uh, So I told this guy best mate that I was just talking about that I was going to download the dating apps and I was going to give him a go again. And so I did. And then I met a guy. Anyway, we were chatting away and then he... I said to him, here's my phone number. I have three kids. If you message me, that's awesome. If I don't hear from you, that's fine. Anyway, instantly get a text message. Hey, it's such and such. I've got a kid too. Great. Anyway, awesome bloke. So we're like, okay, let's go meet up. So that night we went and met up and had a beer and had a chat. Got along really, really well. He was like, I want to come home. I'm like, no, because I'm trying to get out of my fuckboy energy and into like this masculine, this feminine energy where I'm gentle. Anyway, left, we were texting. He, he says like, I really want to come back to your place. He's like, we'll just cuddle. And I was like, mate, I'm a fucking single mom of three. I didn't say this to him, but in my head, I'm a single mom of three. If you're coming over here, we're not just cuddling. Like, you know, whatever. Anyway, eventually I let my guard down and he came over 
Anyway, we had a really good night together. Like it was fun. He was awesome. I had to boot him out in the morning for the kids. And in tr- my true form, I went back into my masculine when he left and I was like, do not let your guard down. Do not let this person in. So I was like, okay, I'm not going to text him. I'm not going to chase him. I'm going to let him chase me, to which he did. And I was short with my responses. You know, I left him on red. I did all the disgusting behaviours that we hate. And I didn't want to let him in. I didn't want to let my guard down. I didn't want to be hurt again. As I said, I still had a lot of love for someone else. So it just wasn't a good space. Um, so by the next weekend, he rang me and was blind drunk. And, you know, he was like, I thought we had a good connection. I don't know why I haven't heard from you. You know, I thought we could hang out and I blamed my kids. I was like, you know, I've got kids. He's like, I've got kids too. And I was like, yeah, but it's too early for my kids to meet people. But, you know, I basically gave him nothing. Anyway, after many conversations, he decided to come over that night drunk. So he came and stayed the night and then I kicked him out again early in the morning because the kids were going to be up. And then after that, we didn't speak. I tried to follow up with a message because then after that I realised, no, actually I do like this person and by that time he just never replied. Like I waited a whole week after him telling me how he felt and that he wanted to potentially get to know me and I waited a whole week to message him and let him in. What a bitch. Like I hate it because he's such a good bloke. Like I still think of it now and I'm like, you're an idiot. Like you just really hurt someone that hadn't done anything to you. So, yeah, I sent him a message about a week later and he didn't reply. So that was the end of that. So after that particular incident, I realised just how toxic I'd become and I'd become the toxic person that I was heavily running from and hated. And I don't, I didn't want to be giving out the energy that I didn't want to receive. So it was after that particular incident with that guy that I had an argument with my best guy mate that I was just talking about before and we became no contact. Um, and I had a one-night stand with a guy who spoke very little English and I couldn't really understand him. It made me feel filthy. And then I decided that I needed to do a fucking reality check on myself and I needed to do some deep inner work because... Yeah, it was fucking gross. Like I just did not want to be that person. You know, like there was people back in the day that I would talk to and they'd be like, thank you so much for being you, you're awesome. And then I'd be like, ugh, and I'd cut them off. Like it was just appalling. So, you know, yeah, it was just not good. And so, yeah, I propelled myself into some deep inner work. So I'll go a little bit into the inner work now. So the first thing for me was reducing my drinking because that's when I made poor decisions. And the second one was, and this wasn't actually like a conscious decision. It just kind of evolved, but I download deleted all the apps and I stopped having one night stands. So effectively I went celibate, I suppose is what you want to say. And I did that for a whole 12 months. <laughs> I know everyone that knows me is like, what the fuck? I'm like, yeah, but I needed to, like I needed to, find who I was and I needed to become the person that I wanted to hang out with and become the person that I wanted to effectively meet and I wasn't being that person. Instead, I was being a toxic, broken, harmful person 
And so they were kind of my two big, like there's so much more I did for inner work and I would definitely do another podcast episode on it. But there was, they were the two massive things was like reducing my partying and my drinking and going inward and stopping having meaningless sex basically. And it fucking worked. Like it was, it, it's who I am today. So if you, if I was doing this podcast two years ago in that masculine energy, I was an intense energy. I was full on. I didn't give a fuck. I was like, get fucked. But I did give a fuck. Do you know, that's the thing. Like we say, we don't care about things, but I feel like I hide behind that. Like I don't give a fuck. And that's just my way of being like, I'm hurt and I don't want to feel hurt instead of me being like, I do care about you and I do want to find a person one day and I do want to be loved one day. Instead, I would hide behind, no, I don't give a fuck. I don't give a fuck if you call me back. I don't care if you're here. So I'm going to leave you with a few things. So be your own validation, you know, like be the reason that you want to do X, Y, Z is for you because you want to you know, do those things and you feel awesome or you want to, you know, do whatever you want to do. Don't do it for the validation of others because if you do it for the validation of others, in my experience, you just never feel complete. Hype yourself up. It's all right. Like I think, especially in Australian culture, we're very much taught that we're not allowed to go, you're fucking awesome. You're doing well. You know, you're beautiful. You're stunning. You've got a nice body. You look good. You do this. You're a kind person. Like we're taught to just be like, to not take compliments and to be dismissive of things. But if you're not hyping yourself up, then you're going to look for other people to hype you up. So do yourself a favor and hype yourself up. Wow, did you hear my tummy? (laughs) Okay, love this shit out of yourself. Like everything, the dimple in your ass, the fucking forehead wrinkles, which one day I'll get Botox again, who knows. But love the shit out of all the different elements of yourself. Love the shadow side, which is fucking hard. Like say to yourself, oh, those, what you just displayed then was dark, but love it anyway, because it's a part of who you are and you can work on healing that side, but you can still love who you are. Okay. When you go on apps, if you decide to go on apps, know what you want, okay? So if you're going on in with fuckboy energy, that's fine. Fucking get it. Like there's no problem with having fuckboy energy as long as you're not toxic about it. So what does that mean? As long as A, the person knows that you're only there for one thing and you don't want to set up a relationship. And then that also means that you have to set boundaries, right? Like you can't be texting them back and forth 24 hours a day and eventually building a relationship to then say, no, I don't want that. So know exactly what you want, lay it on the cards and be kind and gentle in how you deliver what you want within your boundaries. Like boundaries are great, but don't be an asshole about it. Be completely honest completely honest. Like if you want a fucking relationship, you know, I used to cringe when people would write that, but that's honesty, right? And it filters out the people that you don't want. So if you want a relationship, the people that aren't interested in a relationship won't engage with you. And that's perfect because that's exactly what you want because you want to give out and receive the same thing. You don't want to give out, you know, like fuck boy energy if deep down you're pining inside to find a relationship. So, and then remember that you're actually dealing with people on the other side. So what does that mean is just because you perceive people as fuckboys and you want to be a fuckboy or, you know, they, 
they look like a fuckboy, don't give them, don't you put that energy out there because you're actually dealing with people on the other side and then you become that toxic person even though you might be doing it out of I'm scared, I feel unworthy, I feel uneasy, I feel unloved. That's not how it might be perceived on the other end and we're actually dealing with other humans so we can hurt them. So the people on the other side weren't involved in creating the trauma that you feel. So it's really hard not to project your feelings, thoughts, emotions and everything onto someone else. But just remember that they're humans and they might be fucking great humans if you just give them the opportunity to get to know you and if you take the opportunity to get to know them. So let's stop judging books by their cover and try and go in with an open heart and an open mind and then maybe you will find your person you don't know. Okay, last little thing I'm going to leave you with is a saying that I love. Heal your wounds or you will bleed all over those who didn't cut you. So I feel like that's a very important message. When you go out into the dating world, if you go out with all the same wounds from before and all the same mindset, then you're going to attract all that same shit. So heal your wounds, do the work, and then that way when you go out there, you can actually enjoy it because some people fucking love it. So maybe you love it. Let me know. Send me a message or... You know, like maybe you love it. Maybe you maybe you can come on the podcast and give a positive spin on dating apps and all the things that you did past your relationship. I would love to hear from you. So thank you so much for listening today. A little touch of my life. There is so much more I could say, but I'm like, oh my God, I was so toxic. It was disgusting. But this is a little snippet of my experience with validation and dating apps. You were so brave. You were so strong and you're so very loved in my space. Okay. (laughs) Oh man, I love delving into these big juicy fucking stories with you guys. Like these are things that are in my head. I'm like, oh fuck it. I just want to share everything with everyone because I hope that it can help someone somewhere. Like even just hearing something like, oh my God, I do that too. Okay. I'm going to try this way, whatever. I'm here to help and I'm here to be as honest, as raw as possible in that journey. So thank you so much for being here today. On the next podcast, I have Mar- I have an interview with me and a lady by the name of Margaret, and she'll be sharing her story. So make sure you keep that, get ready for that. Also, I am taking guests on the podcast. So if you would like to be a guest, please send me an email at lauren at findmywild.com.au. I would love to hear from you. Even if you're not necessarily, you know, just rebuilding your life post a domestic violence, abusive relationship, but you have, you know, you know stuff about the legal system or uh, self-worth or you're a mindset coach or any of these things, I would love to hear from you so that we can give our audience um, some more information, which is fantastic. If you are looking at tips and steps and stages and a more in-depth version of how to rebuild your life post a domestic violence abusive relationship please head to instagram head to the link in the bio and there my 12-step program is there for you ready for you to download um i think that's all for me today so you were so brave you were so strong and you were so very fucking loved in my space have the best day going out and finding your wild i love you Mwah.